The Niche Podcast Podcast is your backstage pass to some of the most innovative business podcast conversations you're likely to find. Okay. And um, I'll start by saying I actually listened to uh, your yesterday's episode today. Oh, what did you think? I got to say, man, so this is a good place to start is you've got in my eyes just the perfect niche podcast recipe like you're just doing work most people aren't going to want to do you're being very (laughs) very precise about it and very consistent in the cadence of the output it's 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 great i think it's like the um the lawyer's lawyer podcast is 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 one way i'd put it and it it all it requires active listening. It's a I like to listen to it because it's a, a way for me to like I don't just sort of listen to it and keep thinking about work. If I'm listening to you do a 36 yeah. minute or a 45 minute show, I have to either sit there and listen or not at all. Because well, it, I appreciate you saying all that. I just you know as somebody who does interviews every couple of months, do do we want to start recording when, before you say all those nice things about me? Oh, I did start recording. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you you say. Um, you know that's exactly that's exactly what I'm going for, especially with um, you know I I, I can't. I, I think you might use Buzzsprout as well. Um, I don't know, Buzzsprout tells me where people are listening from, the devices they're listening from, but I don't know their identities. I have a feeling that the vast majority are immigration attorneys, but I don't really know. And to hear someone like you say all those nice things who's not an attorney and to actually listen to it, I, I really, it, it's really humbling. It's I really appreciate it because I, I do, I'm not, I'm not so crazy to think that I'm not providing a service. I think I am providing a service to immigration attorneys, but when non-immigration attorneys actually also want to listen to it, I I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's good stuff. And I don't know, and obvious, I'm a weird use case be, because I'm, uh, and it's not the only podcast I listen to. Um, it's the uh, Immigration Review Podcast, by the way, I should mention that. But I listen to other podcasts, for the same purpose that also don't really apply to my situation. But I find if it's somebody doing a deep dive on something that they care about and they'll really dig into it and, you know, be passionate, share an opinion, but also like I was saying before, be very precise in what they've presented and going through the facts. You put more facts into a 35 minute podcast you know, than a lot of two-hour podcasts because you're ta- discussing the law. There's no room for cheap filler, basically. It, it would actually screw up, you know, what you're trying to get across. So I think that's a tough job uh, in the same way, in some respects, that probably, you know, the language that you need to use in front of a jury or in front of a judge is probably a tough job. Like, that's it. there's certain things you need to be always able to do with your game face on and um i think what you do is more difficult in that way than nine out of ten podcasts for sure so i do think it's cool and 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 obviously that all the other thing i would bring up is we you know we we were back and forth about microphones so you definitely have different uh production methodologies and um um the one thing i also would 
mention is I don't have a lot to compare in, in terms of the analytics because my focus is actually bizarrely enough on the sort of real world interaction focus using the podcast as a lead generation tool and mm. always as a format for my productions there's always a guest involved and it, it's about turning the guest into your marketing arm the following week giving them videos to share on their social media that kind of thing so it's it does have for the most part a specific sales business development bent to it where it's like can you use the podcast to get big shots on the phone who ordinarily wouldn't just BS with you for an hour and a half. And that's how I position it a lot. So what, but what you're doing isn't something, and boy, I don't know if I'd, it, again, that's, it's so precise in what you have to deliver that what I have to do is just so easy in comparison, editing a conversation for my clients. It's the biggest piece of cake. Um, having something that's formatted and um, precise is a great deal more effort for a pr production uh, person. So do you, do you do it all yourself? I do do it all myself. Uh, it takes, it takes a lot of time. I, again, I appreciate all the kind words you just said. And before I get into some of the things you said, I got to give a shout out to my now wife because actually the whole, the podcast idea was her idea in May, 2020. Um, you know, I publish every week on all of the cases that are published in the previous week, and sometimes I'll do more than one when I do an interview of someone. But right when the pandemic started, I was really trying to reach for something. How do I use this pandemic to my advantage? You know, if you remember, we were all stuck in our houses, and, and I'd been wanting to do something entrepreneurial in the immigration world for a long time, and she's the one who suggested, why don't you do a weekly case law podcast? And it was just, it's a just a million dollar idea, certainly not earning me a million dollars, but physically speaking. And, and it really helps me. I mean, as a lawyer, ideally, every immigration lawyer, and it doesn't matter the realm, but I'm an immigration lawyer, every immigration lawyer would be reading all of the cases that I'm reading and summarizing every week. That, that's the only way to become the best any lawyer you can be, um, the best immigration lawyer you can be would be reading these immigration decisions. And so the podcast forces me to read them. It makes me a much better attorney. It makes my briefs filed in court better. It makes my arguments better. It helps me become a better presenter for being in court. And then finally, it has led and hopefully will lead to more lead generations because it gets you out there. I've got immigration attorney listeners and and non-immigration attorney listeners who maybe a case comes across their desk and they heard about me talk about that a couple of weeks ago and, and maybe they send it my way. So all of those things are the reason that I'm doing the podcast and it was my wife Kim's idea and I'm eternally grateful to her for it. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, each one of these decisions. Um, I don't know if you've ever read a uh, circuit court decision, probably not, but they range in pages between five and 75 pages. Yeah. And oddly so enough, I've, I've read a few it, and it, yeah, it's, okay. it's to the, to, and that's probably where it only enhances my understanding of how crucial the use and order and application of the language that you're using is. Yeah. I'm outlining everything I'm doing. My outline yeah. from the podcast since May, 2020 is currently at 1036 pages, but that to me, then creates a brief bank for my own research. 
And I have all of the cases, everyone I've ever reviewed, and I don't know, it's got to be over 1,500 cases at this point, listed out and bulleted on my law firm, Kurzban, Kurzban, Tetzeli, and Pratt's website. And that in and of itself is a pretty nice resource for immigration attorneys, some of whom can't afford or don't want to afford Westlaw or Lexis. And I'm trying to uh, create a inexpensive resource there as well. Right now it's free. It's, a, it's an outline of every immigration case with bulleted topics since May of 2020. So that is also a resource. It's a resource for me and other attorneys. So the whole thing, it's like anything, it's, it's got its own roots and its own kind of arms that keep sprouting out from the base, which is the podcast itself. Well, I, and I tracked you down because I, your voice landed in my uh, product management tools a month or two ago when you visited with Meg Horner, who mm -hmm. does the New Jersey criminal podcast. And, um, has she loves it like it's it's i think she was excited to have another podcaster on the show because she doesn't have a lot of podcasters in her circle at this point she's the trailblazer i think among her circle of uh attorney contacts for the most part and how did that happen was my question did meg find you or did you find meg I found Meg I'm, I'm continuously hustling over the holidays I never even told Meg this over um, either Christmas or the New Year's when I had a day off of work a federal holiday I decided to put some into the podcast and I started just researching what shows could I appear on and I just blind emailed a bunch of people and Meg was one of the few people to email me back I thought we had a great conversation I'd like to appear on her show again because and maybe she could appear on mine because the criminal immigration attorneys, there's a lot of overlap. Criminal attorneys often need immigration attorneys, and immigration attorneys often need criminal attorneys, and neither of the other one should really do what the other one does. So it was really good, and we only scratched the surface. So, yeah, I found Meg by, I don't know, maybe I typed in best criminal law podcast and landed on one of those websites that lists them and in order, and I'm not even sure how they get on those websites. I'm on some of them for immigration. I don't know how I landed there, but that's how I found her. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, that that, that makes me feel good that she's on some, some website that may or may not be a hustle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she knows she's on it, but that, that's how that ended up. I'm into it. Her, her Google results have gotten wild lately. It's at the point now where there are some results where if you search... New Jersey lawyer podcast or law podcast or attorney or Google's actually taking the navigation from her website and putting it. It's not an ad, but they're breaking down all the categories on her website as if and putting it highlighted at the top of the page in a box as if she <laughs> wrote the Ten Commandments of New, New Jersey podcast, whatever that search term is. Um, so I was really happy to see that. And just looking at your the website, and I s did scroll back and see when you started, and I was like, "Oh, this was a COVID project." I got yeah. yeah, and you're and you're one of the heroes who actually made it through and still has a podcast, <laughs> and is oh shoot, man, your next podcast is episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. Technically, it's like one hundred and ten because there are some special episodes that I'm not numbering, but. Uh, the episode number equates to the regular case law one. Sure. So that means that means a hundred weeks. 
<laughs> That's awesome. It's crazy. That has a it's lot crazy. to do with. And I'm, and I'm at like 110,000 downloads. It's out of. It, it's it's something I could have never fathomed. And part of that is because 100 episodes. But I mean, 110,000 times people are listening to my voice is ridiculous. Yeah. It would be. I'll bet. I can't help myself. I, I'm always putting myself in a, in a marketing chair, and I've worked for a lot of law firms. And at one point, I worked for LexisNexis and, and ran the Martindale Hubble Client Service Center, and you know, Lawyers.com. And um, I is there anywhere on your site where because I can scroll through all the episodes, but has anyone considered or does it already exist where the episodes come in and actually make a new page on the site, like almost like a blog post format with the player on it? Um, because those would so all be. Are you be... on? Are you on? Are you on the Buzzsprout page, or are K you on? I'm the on the K K T P Law. Yeah. Well, so there it, it comes. It comes in two ways on K K T P Law. There's if you type on, you see that the player is embedded um, on it. I don't know if you're on that. That's the uh, the yeah. website immigration dash. But then if you go to cases discussed on the Immigration Review podcast, if you click on that, you'll see every episode with the cases discussed. That's what I was talking about. It's very beneficial for immigration lawyers where they can go by keyword. Do you see that? Yeah, and it? all the case summaries. Right. And so it's not a separate page per episode and i understand that i don't know it too well but i know that might help with the seo i but you know that's not something we're we've we've done it's beneficial for it to all here be on one page because that's what a hundred percent sure sure and the seo and, the, i was just mentioning it because they they'd have the net the day after they did it if they just so chose to present it in some way they'd have 99 new pages on the website until next week then they'd have a hundred and well 110 if the bonus episodes did it so it is a powerful tool but you're you're uh you guys have been in business longer than i've been doing podcasts so i'm not telling your marketing person what to do i've been out of the legal game no but but i i think <laughs> i i speak i can i'm a junior partner at the firm but i i think we are we are immigration attorneys and med mal attorneys we are not marketers so this is a bit new to us as well we have a marketing people but we can, we're, we're always listening and learning. So that, that is something I'll talk to our people. If it's beneficial to make each one a separate page and they want to do that, if that helps, then by all means, we're also building out another page as we speak that we're going to also try to um, see if there's an interest in, in purchasing transcripts of the episodes and, like and downloading the cases that I talk about because at this point, like I said, there isn't so much of a need for it if you have an expensive Westlaw or Lexus subscription. But if you don't, um, then actually I, I hope, I'm trying to at least, that these episodes transcribed can be a pretty good research source. And I have my own podcast transcript, which my own 1,000-page document, which is essentially a transcript. But I will not be sharing that with anyone because it's just too grammatically disastrous I'm sure it's a lot of work i know what you mean so we'll see what happens there but i think you've i think your podcast has so much value that if you so chose 
you could probably make it a private podcast or you could probably make an arm of it private, you know, subscription that included downloads or something like that. I think it's that well positioned in terms of like there's no there's no mistake in the meat on the plate. Like you're doing the work for sure. Yeah. So I think I, I I would think I mean that tends to be sellable if it gets somebody from point A to point B in their own process of being a better attorney and it's something that's easy for them at their fingertips. Yeah, I'd be all fired up if you brought that into the office and I was the marketing guy. I'd be like, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I've thought about that. I'd like to, I hope not to. I'd I'd like to create other things. I've already created a few branches that I am charging nominal fees for. I'd like to keep the podcast free both because it is, you know, the immigration law community is is close knit, and to be in this work, you've kind of you've got to care. And so I like to be giving back if I can in that, and also it, it has intangible benefits as well. I mean, because of the podcast, I've been been blessed to be asked to speak at certain conferences and stuff. So I'm not getting nothing out of it, <laughs> and I'd like to keep it free if I can to help my colleagues, and just because I'd like to. The Niche Podcast Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen.